She wears a nappy because it makes her happy. She's too cool for smooth. Kings and calls are too free spirited to be restrained by herbs and oils. These queens who adorn it as a natural crown of truth. Braids worn in all sorts of twists, shades, a labor of love. What's up, queens? We are back once again with another episode of Sisters right here on Be More Radio. It's your girl, Jay Rose, as always. And this week, we got to discuss something deep, ladies, something so personal. We don't even talk about it half the time. And that is the Vajayjay. Yes, I said it. The VJJ, where all life originated. And so it's best that we talk about it here first. But to lighten the mood a little bit, because this is kind of a touchy subject, no pun intended, uh, let's hear a clip from our sister Tiffany Haddish on a chapter in her VJJ diaries. One of the valuable lessons I learned in life that I think every woman should know is you know, uh, never let anybody with dirty hands touch your cuckoo. <laughs> in life. I learned it the hard way. I was about 17, right? I was on the school bus, right? It was after track practice, and there's this boy that I liked or whatever, and he was like, you know, we was making out, and he was like, can I touch your coochie? I was like, okay. And I let him touch it. And the next day, I was itching like a I was itching bad, and I was like, oh, something's wrong. And I went to my homegirl, and I was like, Girl, I think he gave me AIDS. She was like, what's wrong? I said, is, is my coochie itching really bad? I'm pretty sure it's AIDS. And she was like, no, Tiffany. Look, I heard my mom talking about this. You just need to put, it's something white. Yeah, mayonnaise, put mayonnaise on it. So I was like, what? She was like, yeah, put mayonnaise on it. So I went home, I put mayonnaise on my cuckoo. I went to sleep. When I woke up, my left coochie lip was gone, y'all. <laughs> Tiffany is a fool. <laughs> so with that being said, our guest today may be in sunny California, but is a very skilled OBGYN from Michigan, where she attended Wayne State University and received two bachelor's degrees um, in the focuses in biological sciences and chemistry. And she also has been performing research to help eradicate uh, health disparities in the women's health field. So sisters, let's give a very warm welcome to Dr. Brittany Wilson-Harris. Hey, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Great to see you. Very, very thankful to have you with us this afternoon. And so, yes. So one of the things that I <laughs> wanted to kind of go over and, and humor me here, okay. I, <laughs> I know you deliver babies for a living, right? Yes. But I I feel that it also makes you more than qualified to talk about vaginas on top of the fact that you have one. So that's yeah. a plus. <laughs> so that's always a plus. So you may think what I'm about to say might sound a little bit silly, but I have been so inspired by this topic and the vagina monologues that I've come to love in college. I don't know if you ever heard of the vagina monologues, but yeah. And so I wanted to kind of come up with my own sort of uh, speech, if you will, of my mini vagina monologues. So bear with me here. 
feel free to laugh, uh, just not too loud, because as Erica Badu said, I'm sensitive about my stuff. So, <laughs> so here it goes. This is this is my vagina monologue. I'm gonna start with a few snaps. Okay. Dear Rose, yes, that's what I call her. Not to be confused with my middle name, but it's the only way I can describe how precious and delicate you are. You have been through the ringer from tampons to pap smears where you didn't have a choice, but you still maintained your dignity. You had the best of times and most certainly the worst of times. It was you who was the first to show me through an unfortunate and unprepared experience in life, in every young girl's life, when she learns that she's becoming a woman. Your shining moment was in the hour of truth when I had to give birth in a brand new car without medication. It was you who made the transition quicker with the swift two push. And that my friend makes you the MVP down in between so i hope you like it that was a little something something there. that was yeah. that was that was my little my little snaps <laughs> so now that i got that out of my spirit <laughs> the vajayj is widely politicized and scrutinized but also very mystified because there are some myths that women through the years i know you've heard this may have heard at some point in time so i think it's about time we kind of debunk a few so let's go so myth number one that i had was, is it true, in your opinion, that the vagina can get loose over time due to sexual activity or childbirth? Well, not due to sexual activity and childbirth, but there are cases where the pelvic floor, as we call it, can become loose over time. That's why we have women talk about Kegels, Kegels, Kegels. Mm -hmm. So there are exercises that we ourselves can do to kind of strengthen that area. So... No, it's not just going to get loose because you had babies, anything like that. But of course, like anything, we have to work those muscles that are down there to be able to strengthen that pelvic floor. I heard a lot about Kegel muscles, too. Uh, if, you, if you don't know about Kegel uh, exercises, you need to Google it because oh, yeah. that is, that's a very good exercise to help, you know, get. Yeah, that, that helps a lot. Nobody so, has to know you're doing them. You can be doing them right exactly, now. So. Exactly. And it helps a lot, too. So. This, the second myth was, I heard I heard this a lot in high school, was that if you have an STD down there or STI, sexually transmitted disease or infection, do you always have visible symptoms down there? True or false? No. <laughs> Depending on what STD it is, a lot of women have zero symptoms. Probably the most common symptoms that women will have is abnormal discharge. But, I mean, depending on which specifically sexually transmitted infection there is, you don't have any symptoms. Probably one of the most common we have right now is HPV, which is the only virus that has been linked with, with a cancer. So it's linked with cervical cancer. And the only way that you know that you have HPV is when you get your pap smear done. So most women don't have any symptoms or anything like that. They just, it comes up positive on their pap smear. So very important to get your pap smear. Wow, that's very good. And I didn't know this as a side note. I did not know that STD tests were not included in a woman's annual like gynecologist exam. So you have to actually ask for you those. Have to ask. Oh, wow. I did not know that. And so that's really, so is there also, when you mentioned discharge, is there a such thing as like a normal amount 
of discharge? Mm-hmm. There is a normal type of discharge. The vagina is a is an organ that has discharge normally. It has to have that in order to function. Um, but there are different kinds of discharge you can have if you notice that either you're having a foul smell or if you're having a copious amount, a lot of it, if you're having a different color than you're used to. I mean, those are all things to kind of look out for. Okay, good. And so my myth number three that I thought about was, and I don't, I don't want to hurt any sister's feelings here because this has <laughs> kind of been like something that's been passed down. So clutch your pearls, ladies. But uh, I heard, is it true or false that putting baby powder in the underwear is the best way to stay fresh and clean down there? Not at all. (laughs) Really, that's kind of a Band-Aid, putting baby powder down there. Um, I know some women like to put that there to stay dry. Um, But of course, we always talk about wear loose-fitting clothing down there. You don't have to wear a thong or anything like that, because those also can throw things off down there. But definitely baby powder, not recommended down there. Oh, wow. I, it was it was hard for me to take that in because I've been guilty <laughs> of that before. And oh, yeah. A lot of women put it in many different air creases, like under the arms or anything like that. Definitely. Not even grandma just, definitely put it down there, too. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not even just in the underwear. Like, sometimes people just, like, put it on the side of, like, their leg, like, in their inner thigh so that they yeah. don't sweat. So, so are, are there, yeah. And so are there any other myths that you have heard in your profession about, the JJ's or, or anything of that nature? Yeah, I, I know a lot of women that use um, a bunch of different kind of products down there. Maybe their friend told them, their family told them. Really, the best thing for the vagina is just warm water. I know a lot of women can't do that, and that's fine. Just free and clear, any kind of soap is perfectly fine. No fragrances or anything like that strong down there. And definitely no douching of any kind down there. Is it is it true that cornstarch is a possible alternative? So cornstarch is basically the main ingredient in baby powder. So it's very similar to that. Mm-hmm. It's both trying to protect the layer and trying to prevent a lot of moisture is probably what they're doing down there. So, I mean, definitely you don't have to place anything like that down there. Well, that was very informative. And now that we're done playing vaginal myth busters here, let's take a quick break and uh, pause for the cause. And we'll be right back here on Sisters on Be More Radio. What is your advice for black women who find themselves feeling invisible, especially when it comes to medical issues? Has anybody ever told you that if the doctor starts talking crazy that you should get up and leave? Mm-hmm. You should leave. I want black women to treat doctors like we treat a service provider. That's right. Right. Black women don't yeah. play if the food is yeah. cold. Right. 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 We don't right. play if the service man, the cable man is late. Yeah. Right. But the medical profession yeah. is shaped for you to follow directions That's right. and not question authority. But it is the one place where questioning authority can save your life. Yeah. You have to do your research. And if the plan that they are creating for mm-hmm. you doesn't work, then go to somebody whose plan yes. does work for you. Yes. Yeah. I tell them, don't even let them finish. Right. Like, get up. Right. You can get dressed in the hallway. Get your clothes and you walk out. So, 
welcome back, ladies, to Sisters, where our lady parts are taking center stage. And just as an update to things, uh, we are here with our guest, Dr. Brittany uh, Harris. I am very pleasure to be with here with you, of course, Brittany Wilson Harris. And while it's been fun and games talking about the JJ, but in all seriousness, we want to be able to help provide some help and some healing to make it all worth it. So, uh, so Doc, let's start off with why is it important for sisters to care about their vaginal health? Absolutely. So the vagina, like any other organ, because it's, it's an organ, the vagina is an organ and it's a very necessary organ. So we usually tell women to take care of themselves as much as possible, just because like any other organ, it can be thrown off. So the, the vaginal pH is something that's very important to make sure bacteria stay away, that you have appropriate function on there, sexual function and all of that. So just being able to take care of that area is probably the best. That's good. And so even, and so even with that, like since we know why should we care, are there any helpful tips on how sisters can be able to do, to give themselves the best care possible as far as maybe products or anything like that? Yeah. And there's no specific product that's going to be the best. Really, the best one is the one that works with you, that doesn't cause you any kind of irritation and that you don't get any abnormal discharge or anything. Because I know some women are very sensitive to certain products. So probably the best thing is that works for you. But something that is free and clear, no perfumes or anything like that. Um, typically, I recommend just either soap or like a Dove free and clear down there don't need to necessarily be washing all the time or definitely no douching ever. Um, but just making sure you stay nice and clean. Probably um, I talk with a lot of women about uh, that are prone to getting either yeast infection or some kind of infection down there. Um, just to make sure you keep it clean down there as well as after intercourse, before intercourse um, to, to either cleanse yourself, go to the bathroom, things like that. So basically, soap and water is your friend, ladies, basically. Yes. <laughs> and so with being a professional and all, and all, and so what are the possible signs that professional help may be needed as it regards to the vagina? And what can ladies do if they do become aware of a vaginal infection? Yeah, probably number one thing. I mean, we, we all know our own vagina, so we know when something is off. So if you're having any kind of abnormal discharge, if you have a smell down there that's not typical, um, any kind of pain, a lot of women will have pain with intercourse or even pain just sitting. Those are all key signs to call your doctor and kind of let them know that something is off. Very wise words to live by. And with that, uh, we're going to go to a brief clip just to show how the JJ is making strides even right here in Michigan. So we're going to go to a quick clip and we'll be right back. Long overdue. State Rep. Tanisha Yancey is talking about ditching taxes on products related to periods. Things like tampons, pads, menstrual cups and the like. They aren't subject to any special tax, but they also aren't exempt from things like a sales or a use tax. She'd like Michigan to join nearly two dozen other states where these products aren't taxed at all on the basis that they're necessities and women need them for basic health. On the other side of the aisle, Yancey's Republican colleague, State Rep. Brian Postumus of Oakfield, 
Township is sponsoring another House bill, this one to eliminate the 6% sales tax on these products. Yancey reintroduced her bill this session. There's been efforts to try and move some form of this legislation through for more than five years. It's next stop, the House Tax Committee, then the House floor, if it gets enough support, which Yancey thinks finally it might. Um, but now that it's bipartisan, it's getting more support than it has in the past, much more support than it ever has. And I believe, and I've, ha I've had conversations uh, with leadership, and I believe that it's going to pass the House for sure. And so in the realm of vaginas, this is a win. This is a win for all of us women. And so score one for us with the tampon tax. And that, and just an update on that, that, uh, that, legislation was actually passed and signed by our governor and so it's officially law and so i'm really really uh, proud of that i i actually went and and bought some feminine hygiene and i did not get taxed and i felt really good about that so really <laughs> and so i'm really happy that just little things like that can really make the difference in women's health and it may seem like a small thing like the tax but I think it's really, uh, really, it matters a lot. And so, you know, with that, I want to, before we close out, I do want to at least ask, are there any resources or anything of the sort or recommendations that you can give to our ladies as far as vaginal health? Because not everyone gets it from the same source. No, no, no. I would definitely say to definitely go to your OBGYN, get your yearly well woman exam. You don't always have to get what's called a pap smear where we check for cervical cancer, but definitely talking with your medical provider um, and letting them know your concerns about everything. Because definitely, I mean, we're women, we always have questions, that's perfect. <laughs> That's great. And and, and I know we, we went over the myths, but I wanted to circle back for a second and say, women do not think that eating pineapples is gonna make it smell better down there. I don't know if you've heard that one, but what are your thoughts? Do you think that's true? No. <laughs> I, I mean, anything like that is probably not going to cause a, a change in the smell. I mean, if you're noticing a different smell, then you might have an infection that's already going on. So that needs to be treated. So I know some women, there are different kinds of condoms that have different flavors or smells or things like that you can place down there. I mean, all of those can lead to vaginal infections as well. So really, the vagina should not have much of a smell. So it shouldn't, if you're smelling anything fishy, anything out of the ordinary, those are things to go to your doctor about. Okay. So, and, and I remember you did mention uh, douching. So what, what is the purpose of douching? Because I, I honestly, I would say I'm a little bit more ignorant than I like to admit on douching. And so what, what would you say is the purpose of that? So back in the day, they used to use douching as a way to kind of cleanse yourself. Um, some women would do it after every period or even after intercourse. Um, it's basically just taking a squirt bottle with a long tip, inserting it into the vagina and squeezing in some kind of solution. Um, sometimes it's just water. Sometimes it's a soapy water. Um, I've heard of some women using even more than that, like a vinegar, bleach, all kinds of things. But squirting some kind of solution into the vagina, trying to clean things out. And really all that's doing is messing with that normal pH, the normal bacteria that live in the vagina normally. Because mm -hmm. the vagina is an organ that has bacteria in it. It has bacteria that flourish at the specific pH it's supposed to be. But if you start doing that and putting, introducing different things in there, it changes that pH. And one specific bacteria can grow over the other and you're predisposed to getting other things there. So 
typically it's not recommended to do any kind of douching. What is the uh, importance of your pH, or what is what does it mean when they, when they say your pH balance is thrown mm-hmm. off? Yeah. So the vagina is an organ where things have to live. So in order for things to live in that environment, it has to be at a certain what's called pH, so acid-base balance. So when it comes to regular, like the outside world, the vagina is actually a little bit acidic. So it, anything that goes in there, it won't be able to live just because it has that acid that's there. So in order to keep that acid, certain bacteria live there that actually cause it to be like that. But if we do certain things down there, it can kill off some bacteria that can cause a change in that pH balance that's there. Okay, because my next question was going to be, how, so how do you correct that pH balance once mm-hmm. you realize, you know, what you were doing? Yeah. So basically stopping what it is you were doing. I know some women that get frequent infections, sometimes they have to take a probiotic. Um, a probiotic is a kind of a medication that you can get that can help support those bacteria that are down there. I know some women will put yogurt and things like that down there because they have probiotics in them. I don't recommend that, especially now that a lot of yogurts have sugar in them. So would definitely not recommend that. There's actually specific probiotics that are just for the vagina. Wow. You say yogurt. That's up there with what Tiffany had to say about the man. Yeah, that's, probably what she, that's probably what she was thinking about, what her friend was thinking about <laughs> yogurt. Wow. So uh, I, I heard, I've been hearing from a lot of my, my girlfriends that uh, they use Summer's Eve. And yeah. is that a, a good item to be used? I typically don't recommend it because Summer's Eve does have added fragrances. It has a lot of other additives in it. Um, I, I know women that have been using it for 30 years and they'd rather just use that. I'm, okay, fine. <laughs> but typically the, the best thing, you don't need a specific wash for your vagina. Just use regular free and clear wash. Nothing with fragrances or any additives. Okay. That's interesting. So ultimately, since we debunk what doesn't work, is there any natural pathway to a good vagina? Yeah. Definitely just keeping yourself healthy as much as possible, just like every other organ in response to the different things that we do every day, trying to eat healthy, trying to work out as much as we can, drink a lot of water, trying to eat the right foods. Everything just responds to trying to be healthy. Awesome. And, and uh, I, I I saw you mention vinegar earlier and <laughs> my friend used to have this joke. It's called the snapback where they think if you just like, you know, I don't know, put some vinegar on it or in it or like, does, is that even true? No, <laughs> it can make it worse. People okay. all, put all different kinds of things up there. Definitely would not recommend vinegar. Okay. So closing off, what what can you say that every woman needs to know? Like our even down to our teenage girls, because I know I I had health class in high school and I'm realizing that health class is not is either non-existent or it's not what it used to be. So what would you say for any woman or young lady out there that they definitely need to know? Yeah. Definitely, I think women need to go either for their first first checkup, especially teenagers, just so you know what's going on with your body um, to know kind of what your normal is. Some women do have vaginal discharge and that's normal. It's nothing that's going wrong. But if you're noticing that your discharge is becoming different, if it's becoming a different color, a different smell, 
those are things to talk with your doctor about. So establishing a relationship with your OBGYN is probably the most important thing. Awesome. And, and I like to add, and this is what I had to learn from personal experience, stay prepared as far as your feminine hygiene products, because you the worst thing you want to be, sisters, is out and about and you get on your cycle and you have nothing. And you feel it's it's the most horrible feeling ever. I don't know. That's that's happened to me. And and I just always want to tell young ladies like it's good to keep you know a pad or a tampon or something to where you are not caught off guard and you don't have to bring an extra pair of pants if you know what I'm saying. And so I can tell you one thing. This is uh, there should be a checklist for all of this. And so I I am really enjoying this very enlightening experience and if you would like to learn and get more resources in your JJ journey if you will the national women's health network um, is very very good resource in learning about our special parts so you can uh, go and go on to it's called nwhn.org for more information i want to close out by thanking our guest dr wilson harris for sharing some very valuable information while humoring me at the same time. So thank you. No problem. problem. I appreciate you. Next week, we're going to actually going to be diving into a very deep personal topic of fatherless daughters. And so you definitely don't want to miss that. And so with that, we like to thank all of you for joining us here on Sisters right here at Be More Radio. Thank you. She wears a nap because it makes her happy. She's too cool for smooth. Kings and cores are too free-spirited to be restrained by herbs and oils. These queens who doing it as a natural crown of truth. Braids worn in all sorts of twists, shades, a labor of love for the root expressed by the child of Africa soil. It's worth the toil. Willy curls aim for the sheepish. So pick a stance. If you dare to take a glance, her thoughts will ascend you. Trust me. Let's give her a chance. A pair of shears for a Shiver locks a twist to unwind the conversation.